righty. And good morning, afternoon, or evening, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to Now with Howard Sapp. And we're so glad that you guys decided to tune in and just listen up and share. Again, we certainly want to thank you just for your just for your participation, just for your listening in and just giving us an opportunity to talk about a few things and see what's going on out there and in, in our nation, what's happening politically and what the things that the big topics and subjects that's going on. And we just want to touch base. And we thank you again for being with us. Dr. Cindy Banye, she's here with us and she's chiming in. She's giving some perspective and certainly thanks Cindy Banye and Big Mouth um, Studios with us. And we just greatly appreciate that. So again, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for being a part. And again, we really can't thank you enough, but we really just want to jump right in because there's some things that, that has really been going on that, and it's not Florida. just, yeah, not just Florida, but one of the big things that, you know, and we look at it, we tie it hand in hand, but right now with everything that's been happening with, with the guns, with yeah. the mass shootings and the things that's been happening, it's amazing how, again, and this is from Florida on, from East Coast, West Coast, North and South, it does, it doesn't matter. When I think right now they say that we've had probably about a little bit maybe like 145 mass shootings this year so far yeah. which is crazy that's well, insane and then, yeah and then over 200 plus deaths that's happening just and i don't even think that they of course april isn't over so they have not calculated right. or anything like that with april and but just look at where we are right now and then go from there they've had mass shootings um in what 35, 36, something like that, states nationwide. And it's, this is ridiculous. This is really ridiculous. And the way that we look at these things that are happening, and then we, and everyone said, we have to do something about gun control. We have to do something about gun control. And we have to do something about gun control. But then... They just don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. And, but here's the thing with, and we're going to talk a little bit, but I want to hit this real quick because I was thinking about this. I said, maybe I'll say it at the end, but I'm going to stick it in real early. Good. You know, for those that, you know, say, and for those people that say that they have to do something about gun control, because I think that as they've taken polls and they've said that about 60 to 70 percent, I think, of most of the Americans want or think that there needs to be something done, that Congress can do something about gun control and or about legislation. And I'm not even saying that I think a lot of times people consider you have to eliminate guns or, or do whatever it is, so that no one can have a gun or anything like that. And that's one of the things that the NRA is, they fight for, but you know, that, yeah, that they lie about that. Little, nobody's right. actually saying that. Exactly. Nobody's actually saying that, but we have to do something about gun control and about 60 to 70% are saying that. And my thing is, Okay, if 60 or 70% of the people are saying that from, if those people will talk to their legislator and if their legislator does not agree or look to do or move on any type of action with that, then that person has the right. And I would think, you know, to say, since you're not doing, because a legislator is supposed to be there for the people. You're supposed to be there fighting for the things that the people feel as though, you know, what they believe in type thing. So you're supposed to be there for the people. And if you're not there for the people, then what are you there for? You know, for themselves. So if, it, exactly. So if the Presumably. person feel as though that they're not being represented and their, their concerns and everything is not being represented, then they have the right at that particular point to say, okay, you're not doing what I need you to do. So I need to look 
elsewhere. So when election time comes, that's when they can begin to let their voice be heard. If you're not going to do that when election time comes, if you're going to vote strictly because of the fact that you're a part of a party, but that party is not doing anything that's going to say that they agree or want to do something that you feel as though needs to be done within the country for the safety of the citizens, then if you're not going to do anything, then why make all the noise? And that's my mm -hmm. biggest thing. If you're not going to make the change, then why make the noise and say that the changes need to be made? And that's well, my biggest thing. That's what I definitely feel in my district in Florida House 78, that mm -hmm. I'm not being represented by my Representative, state yes. representative because she continuously votes against what is widely perceived as an important issue in the state of Florida and our in mm -hmm. Southwest Florida, including gun regulation, including abortion care. Yes. And she's always voting against them. But yeah, I think you're hundred percent, but there are people who get elected and they go to Tallahassee or they go to Washington DC and they do what they think is right or what they've been told to do by their donors. So we were Gun control, okay, so majority about, of the population. And then talking about the current our current representative, that they basically get to Tallahassee and they begin to um, vote based on party, based on how Donor, they vote, donors right. and everything. And then we have the, the current administration that now just signed a bill, what, the, in the 11th hour, late at night, something signing bills because they don't want the a lot of the publicity as far as the bills right. that they're assigning, but now having the permitless carry law and that type mm -hmm. thing, which is totally ludicrous to me to say that anyone can carry a firearm, conceal it, which again, in turn, to me, puts our law enforcement officers at risk because Absolutely. they don't know who's carrying what, you know, right. any particular time. So when something happens, when someone is stopped, it could be for whatever reason, you don't know. So now they have to even more so be on defense and look at those things. So, you know, again, when we have, you know, if, if we have people that say that there is so much that can be done or believe that gun violence can be pre prevented and there's things that can happen, then to me, it's okay. How can it be prevented? And if you feel as though it can be prevented, and then the persons that's there to represent you when it comes to making legislation, making laws, if they're not representing you well, then what do you do with that? Do you continue to support them? And or do you say, we need to make a difference? We need to make a change. We need to, something needs to happen. And the only way, and that's one of the biggest things that we can say that we say continuously, the only way that you can make those changes happen if the people are not representing you the way that you feel as though you want to be represented, then make those changes when it comes to the polls. Make those changes when it's time for you to go to next year in, in November. It, you can select whomever you want to select. But if you're not going to select the person that you feel as though is going to make the changes that you feel as though need to be made, then why are you arguing and complaining now? Because it's if you know that this person is going to, and I'll just use red and blue, if this person is going to stay red, but you want blue or whatever the color may be, then why select the red? So it's just, there are things that we can do. But like you say, there the things that's going on now with like I said, our current representative that's just voting on things. And it amazes me when I listen to people talk and talk about things they feel as though is just like I heard Jenna Persons. I just say when I think we had talked on last week, we were talking about the abortion piece and they were talking about 
talking about being pro-life and type. We want to make sure that people, that they can reach their full potential and the kids can do this and do that. And I'm taking nothing away from that. And I believe in that. Yeah, we want kids to reach their full potential and everything also. I know this is a little diversion, but I was thinking about this when it comes to people talking about pro-life and then just being, being alive. And to me, there's a difference because when you look at how many people that are say that they're pro-life have gone into the foster care system, have gone into or adopted a kid or whatever, these people are alive, you know, but you want them to be pro-life. Have you helped them in any kind of way? How about this? Let's be pro-life. Let's save the lives of children because gun violence is the leading cause of death for children yes. and teens. Yes. Let's be pro-life by making common sense gun legislation, mm -hmm. by making it not a friggin' free-for-all where everybody can have a gun wherever they want, whenever they want, which is actually exactly. what the far right wants in the exactly. state of Florida in particular right now. Yes. Let's yes. be pro-life and make sure that people are properly trained, that we're not adding guns to places where they can be used like a school. Let's not add guns to places where they're going to be potentially used against somebody else, like in the home with the case we just saw with Ralph Yarrell in Kentucky, where this young 16-year-old black knocked on the door. teen knocked on the wrong door. Yeah, thought he was picking up his siblings and was shot. And that's what happens when we buy into this idea that everybody needs a gun to be safe. Right. We ignore the reality because the reality is that having guns around make things more deadly. It does. It does. And it's amazing how, just like you were saying, how people can think that, okay, with everybody having a gun and you have a right to have a gun, okay, and that's fine. You right. have a right to whatever. I got a gun. away from that. Yeah, that's your right. Okay, fine. But it doesn't mean that you can take that and then just parade it everywhere, with place them everywhere. There are reasons that, and I know that in some states, even some colleges, but some, some institutions, the federal government, and here's the crazy thing, the federal government does not want you to bring a firearm into federal buildings. It's against the law. But here's even, hey, you them, think that's funny? The NRA is having its convention right now, and guess what? No guns allowed. See? No guns allowed, but giving <laughs> with this. I know it's like you can't program, even. You just gotta laugh because it's so stupid. It is. Same thing with Ron DeSantis had a rally. No guns allowed. Trump has a rally. No guns no allowed. Guns. And it's because they know, like everybody else, that having guns around actually is a risk, right? Yes. Like it's a security yes. risk. Yes. It's an accident risk. But because they're political say is, oh, we need to have constitutional carry, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to their own safety, they're not willing to take the they're risk. They're not willing to take that risk. But they're willing to put my kids and your kids at risk by putting guns yes. in the hands of teachers and faculty at a school and pretend like it's okay. It's a charade of safety. Just like That's having- all it is. Just having it, that's what it really is. It's feeding into this idea like, oh, you can be safe. So dangerous out there. If you have your own gun, you can be safe. And it's just feeding into this elaborate political narrative. I think I've told you before, I firmly believe that this is part of a normalization of violence. At, that we, that there are powerful folks who want that to be the case so that the next time they want to try a January 6th and there's more violence that we're already inured to it. Exactly, exactly. I'm worried and that's about it. that too.
that that that's it. And just like you say, really, it, it baffles the mind. Just like you say that these are people that are saying it's okay for someone to carry. You don't have to permit. You can do this. You can do these things because it's your right. But when you, like you said, go to their function, their rally, their this, their that, no guns allowed. Why is that? But they can have guns in public, but this is a public setting just because it's around. It's a public setting. So why can't anyone have a gun then? Why do you want to curtail those rights at that particular time? So you're saying that the right until it affects you, right. then it's not. A, now all of a sudden you can't do it because we don't want it because of safety issues. But then like I said, but my kid goes to school every day and you want to put more guns in the school. Really? And they're already some of the most vulnerable at this point in time. Which, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then you have a kid that took a gun to school and shot a teacher, but you want to put more guns in school. So what's right. going to happen? That person's going to come out and shoot the kid now? Which makes no sense. And, and I was looking up the, the Guardian program, and the state of our, has already set aside, I think, about $60 million for the counties and the school districts to participate in. And the person that participates, whoever that administrator, that teacher or somebody is, they get a $500 one-time stipend so that they cool. can carry. Yeah, yeah woohoo, 500 bucks. So you get that stipend, they go to 500 bucks so that it's easier to shoot my kid. Thanks. Exactly. And it really makes no sense. And you look at these things and you look at the thought process behind it. And it's like, where does this come from? How can you guys really think that this makes sense? And it's going to be of a benefit to anybody, just because of the fact that you say that someone has a gun, what are they actually going to do? It's I'm not fact-based. It's feeling-based. And what's so funny is because I know the Republicans, they love to say that Democrats are the ones that lead with their heart, right? It's mm -hmm. actually, this is, it's, it's their, this entire gun debate is based on irrational fears and their mm -hmm. irrational fears. And you put that in combination with their own blown up, overblown perception of themselves and their ability to perform in a certain mm -hmm. situation. Good guy with the gun. It's, I'm going to protect myself and all this stuff. The right. thing is like, we have an entire military full of people who are highly trained and they don't get it right every single time. So what exactly. makes John and Jane off the street think that they're going to be able to do it? The fact of the matter right. is you're more likely to have the weapon taken away from you by assailant and shot true. with it. Very like, true. That's what the data shows us. But it's this idea that I'm a rough, tough American, so I can have my gun. That's my constitutional right. And I'm going to stop all the crimes with it. I feel mm -hmm. better about myself because I have this gun. But it's all a false sense of security. It's not based in reality. It's not based on the data. It's not based on the statistics. And it, it's just a fallacy. That's mm -hmm. what it is. We have politicians that are feeding into the fallacy because it's what they've set up. The Republicans have been running on a fear-based platform for 30 years. I know. And it's what they want people. They've finally gotten people to this position where you have people who think that the streets are so dangerous that they need to be armed every single time they walk out their door. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is, Crime's been going down. Crime has been going down. The height of crime know, in the yes. United States was in the 1990s, in the early mm -hmm. 1990s, and it's been going down, down since then. Now, we did have a slight uptick because of the tensions related to COVID and all sorts like that, right. but we're mm -hmm. still like mm -hmm. close to historic lows. So it's, it's a, 
unfortunately, a very large segment of the American population who've been lied to and manipulated for political purposes. And unfortunately, this debate is just not grounded in reality. It's really not. Like you say, it's the fact does show that the crime itself has been going down to the point that, but like you say, the one thing that I know that the Republicans, what they want to do, and this is a thing that I think a lot of people get caught up in, they, they phrase it in a way that they want you to, they phrase it in a way that that's going to make you, like you said, fearful of the sky is falling. And that's the way that they what phrase it. You know, what about Chicago? What about Chicago? It's the worst. This is the worst yeah. case. And But then when you say gun, when someone says that we need some type of legislation for gun control, not saying gun elimination, not saying taking your rights away for per your, your Second Amendment right or anything like that, taking none of that away, but just needing gun control. But what they would continue to say is it's still my, it's still my, right. still my. We're not saying that. They're not saying that it's not your they're yeah. just saying that we need some type of legislation to control the way that things are being handled at this particular time. Yes, it's your right. Not taking your gun away. You can have your gun at home. That's your whatever it is. And the law says you can have as many, which I disagree with, but they say you can have as many as you want. You can have a machine gun. To me, that makes no sense. That's the way that the law is. But we need some type of control, some type of legislation in which when it comes to any other thing, when it comes to safety and those particular type of things, they want to control those things because they want to put that word safety in front of it. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want to put safety in front of gun control. You don't want to right. put safety in but front of But they've already gun put it in front of cars. We put it in front of medications. (laughs) We put it in front of roads. We put Mm -hmm. it in front of everything. We put it in front of the pajamas that we put our kids in that have regulations about the type of material that they can be in so they don't catch Mm -hmm. on fire. Yeah, it's it's, it's a huge discrepancy between what, yeah, so we can have the most dangerous weapon on the world that's killing more people in our country than it ever has before. We can let everybody have that, but Tylenol's got to have a safety cap on it. Exactly. Exactly. So what's the problem? Where do you go from there as far as, like you said, Tylenol with the safety cap and you talk about it's don't be in the sun too long because it's you can get cancer or something like that or you have to use this or now you can't use this sunscreen because it's a safety issue because of this. And Mm -hmm. it's when it suits you, you want to use this particular thing. And to me, that's what they do as far as whitewashing the the general public they put these particular catchphrases in there so that people won't get what they're doing so i want to make sure that people understand just because they say and and the same thing with the abortion piece and the uh, the pro-life and everything they want to put the worst case scenario in the uh, public's eye and not really talk about the real situation or the real circumstance, the real issue, the real problem. They don't want to talk about that because they understand that once we talk about the real stuff, the things that make sense, then they're their arguments totally bunk. So I think what is important is shows like this, like now, you because do you know that people who are concerned about the violence in Chicago, that percentage is higher for the people outside of Chicago than it is for the people living inside Chicago. And you know what that is? That's just messaging propaganda that's coming Mm -hmm. out of the right side, out of Fox News, out of OAN, out of Newsmax, out of all these places that have vested interests, oftentimes funders Mm -hmm. coming from the weapons industry, coming from politicians, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're giving people bunk information. You cannot tell me that the people living in the city of Chicago are less worried 
than the people on the outside for no reason. It's exactly. Chicago exactly. is held up as this super dangerous place. Mm -hmm. You can look at actually the per capita rates of violence as higher in a place like Columbus, Ohio. It's got a yeah. much higher. It's much actually higher. five times as high the murder rate in Columbus, Ohio than it is in New York City. We Jeez. it's because people are not thinking of relational skills. And when you have organizations that are funded by organizations like NRA, mm -hmm. and they're, they're, the political side is tied into it. They're telling information that's not correct. Now, let's that's make true. it clear here. Both Howard and I have a political life, right? Mm -hmm. This show right now, we're talking about issues and issues only. This is not a campaign piece. Exactly. And that's what we can tell you is the truth as far as we know it. And the data is there. Always, yes. it's been there. It's the been majority there. of Americans want common sense gun legislation. Yes. Yes. The majority of Americans do not yes. want a gun free for all. That's and right. that's the truth. And when you combine that with the data of what's actually dangerous is to have guns everywhere, <laughs> right? Yes. That, then it blows up their argument. So I yeah. love that we stick to the facts on this mm -hmm. show. There you go. And that's it. And just like you say, this has nothing to do with any stretching, any political agenda or anything like that. Like you said, all of this information is general information. You can look this stuff up yourself. You can look up, because even with the NRA and them, and of course, they supported Trump, gave almost $30 million for Trump in his campaign. DeSantis is there with his hand out, going to do the same thing. When you look up the NRA and the lobbyists and what they spend and what they say, and look up even some of the um, some of the legislation that they want to affect. One of the things which was so crazy is with the NRA, they want to affect or be able to push legislation that would allow people to carry firearms across state lines, stuff like that. Do you realize if that was the case, you can go from here, carry a firearm wherever and shoot up the place and then come back and open up so many avenues for so many things to happen that, you know, it's going to be tougher again for law enforcement, tougher to track down people to prove and this type of thing. It's, it really opens up the door basically. And I'd said, just like Ron DeSantis, to me, my opinion, he wants, it's just like to be the wild west. Mm -hmm. Just go and do whatever. Everybody, you got your gun on your hip. Somebody look at you crazy. Now all of a sudden you're going to shoot them and then right. you can use the Stand your ground. Just stand your ground. I, you know, I felt threatened. They said sure. something wrong. I didn't know what was going on, so I had to shoot them. Now hey, this sudden, is going to work really great for white people. <laughs> exactly. But unfortunately, what we're going to see with this type of loosening of the regulations is an increase in loss of life of black mm -hmm. people. We're going to see, we already know that there's a discrepancy in discipline in the schools mm -hmm. between students of color and white students. And you can bet your bottom dollar we're going to see guns aimed at black students when they come here to Florida. And oh, yeah. that's, that's a shame. Yeah. You're going to see, yeah, yeah, it opens up, like you said, you know, that, and we already know that the judicial system is a, you know, one way, but then just like you say, not just that, but then with the, and it's unfortunate what a, a Caucasian white person may be able to do. If a black person does the same thing, it's not going to be looked at the same. Right. Where's my stand your ground? I feel threatened. He had his gun. He had his AR-15 or whatever the case may be. So I shot him. Yeah, but they're going to have all of these other instances to where you're not going to get the justice over here. But if a person of another color does the same thing, then we're going to look at it a different way. So it's like you said, on both sides, you know, 
you know, it seems like it's going to be more black fatalities. But then if a black person does the same exact thing, now all of a sudden the law is going to, yeah, and you're still. It's not applied the same. There it's you go. You know, you, I, I wanted to say something else, but I will, will keep it. Keep, keep it above the board reason. for today. There you go. There you go. But that's the thing that I can really see. But like I said, the NRA, we know that they've spent probably each year with their lobbyists ton of money to make things the way that they want. And I think they, uh, from the information that I'd gathered, even up until last point, I think they've spent just the NRA close to about $30 million, as opposed to groups that actually want to control some type of, have some type of gun control. They may spend three to $4 million at best, and that's it. So here- And you're talking about grassroots organizations like Every Town, Moms Demand Action, the New Town Alliance. These are people powered. They have regular folks who have been affected. Mm -hmm. You also have March for Your Lives, which is youth led from the youth in Parkland, Florida. Yeah, they pale in comparison to the amount of money they can use to affect races. But the the good news is that they have a lot more people. And Mm -hmm. that is good news. It's good news. That is good news. Like you said, they definitely have a lot more people. And now I know that with a lot of things that are happening right now, and hopefully the, the generation, the culture, seemingly like the, the social switch or social change, changes seemingly like they're, you know, more people are becoming more aware and more awake of the things that are happening and becoming more vocal. And I really hope that these awakenings are really evident at the polls. Once these particular things and everything begin to happen, whether it's local, state, national, that they begin to show up at the polls. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that we really want to make sure that people have that voice to say, this is what I believe, this is what I think, and not just that and not just saying it, but also putting pen to paper and then moving forward from there. And, and I would encourage anybody, again, one of the things for those that's in the state of Florida, make sure if you have a mail-in ballot or if you wanted to do mail-in ballots, make sure you know that you re-register to do your mail-in ballots because mm-hmm. mail-in ballots, they had expired. So if you want to mail And they come in, in ballot, handy during hurricanes. Yes. So make sure if you want to go to a, was it, LEDOT vote, sure you go there, re-register for your mail-in ballot and go from there so that you can make Update sure. your signature while you're at it too, because your signature yes. can change. Exactly. Exactly. So just look at your information, make sure your information is correct, signature, mail-in ballot, all of those things. Just make sure you take care of you so that when it does come to election time, you're at a place where you can mail your ballot in, you can vote, or you have no hiccups. No one can challenge you at any point. So you can make sure that you, your vote, is counted. Your voice is being heard. And I want to make sure that everyone gets that and be encouraged. And we're going to continue to encourage everybody to do that from this day forward. So make sure you go to Vote and take care of your information for those for the state of Florida and whatever state that you're in, whatever municipality that you're in, just look your stuff up. Just Vote.org. Exactly. Vote.org will take you to your local jurisdiction. There and I was going to say, let me just do a shout out to the Moms Demand Action. So if please, you do want to get involved here locally in Southwest Florida or anywhere across the United States, you can find your local chapter of Moms Demand Action and you can get involved. They're very local meetings. There are volunteers, people who that go to your state capitol and that put together different marches and petitions for common sense gun legislation. So I myself Mm -hmm. am a Moms Demand Action volunteer and I'll be volunteering all the way through the 2024 election. 
Yes, yes, sounds good. So let's make sure we get this done. I want to really want to make sure that everybody participate as much as you can participate. And if you can't participate physically, certainly making donations and supporting mm-hmm. those that think the same way that you do, the subjects and the topics and the things that are expressed or happening throughout our state, throughout your local area, throughout our country, make sure that your voice can still be heard. Where it is, like I said, you, you can certainly look the information up and then go from there, but stay involved, stay connected, stay aware. And we'll make the changes. We can make it. So we want to, we can't do it. Especially now that. Now that, and that's it. So again, we're going to close the segment. We thank the Banyer so much for being here with us. This is how Howard Sapp now, and we'll be waiting to see you guys on next time. But just like the NRA and the gun violence, one of the things that's happening within the state of Florida, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about our next time is insurance and insurance companies. That's huge. Uh, and, that, and that's, that can probably take a, man, we could talk about that for a while. But the insurance is a big thing that's happening. So we want to make sure that we touch these particular things because we just want to give you guys as much information as we possibly can. So that when it comes to making a decision, what Howard Sapp would not thank you from Dr. Cindy Banyer and Big Mouth Media. We greatly appreciate it. And you want to put your Big Mouth Media information out there? Yeah, check this out and all the great podcasts that we have at Big Mouth Media at BigMouthMediaFL.com. And you can subscribe to this show for... $4.99 Four ninety nine a month. Help us keep the lights on. You can do that for forty nine ninety nine a year, or for nineteen dollars a month, nineteen ninety nine a month. You can get the everything subscription and support all of the amazing independent media, live shows, events, and blogs, articles that we have here, keeping the focus on the regular everyday people here in the state of Florida and across the United States. Check out more at BigMouthMediaFL.com. Thanks so much, Sweet. and we'll see you next time. Bye See bye. you next time. You guys have a good one.